friends, this is Rob, and welcome to another episode of Give Us This Day, our daily Guinness. The daily, I haven't said, uh, I haven't like formally announced, but I think you get Kitchen Adrift. I'm trying to do these daily podcast episodes this year. And today I want to, uh, actually, actually now that I I say that, okay, here's the deal. I'm just going to open up about this right here. And I'm just now realizing the point of today's episode actually really ties into this. And the, the, first of all, what the thought I was sharing is that I am, I haven't really said anything on social media or maybe Sarah and just a few friends I've talked with about it. I haven't even really mentioned it much, I think on the podcast yet this year, but I have been toying with this question. What would happen if I dove back into doing daily Guinness episodes, maybe even drink a pint of Guinness every day this year? I don't know. I haven't I haven't shared that yet because I just want to get some I want to get some momentum going as I've been doing these. So uh yes, I I have drank a pint of Guinness every day this year as I've been doing these podcast episodes. But I think that I actually think the reason I haven't shared it and the re, main the way I haven't shared it because this is attempt number three to do it. I completely failed the last two times I've tried to uh, do a year of doing daily, uh, daily, daily Guinness episodes. And the reason now I'm just now just coming to me in the moment is probably really closely linked to the question I've been mulling around. Uh, that is the subject of today's thought I wanted to share with you. And let me back up last night, Sarah and I were watching Disney plus has a new documentary called timeless heroes. And it's a documentary on Harrison Ford. And okay, maybe I'm a little, because I'm so crusty and jaded. Every modern documentary that comes out, I'm typically like a, like a bio doc. I'm kind of apprehensive. Like, okay, who's paying for this? I mean, you got the the new Beckham documentary on out on Netflix. I mean, so many people are paying for their own documentaries to be made about them. Whatever. Oh, side note: the Beckham doc actually ended up being great because he's a freaking brilliant athlete, and his just focus is mind boggling to me. Um, but this documentary, I found this documentary about Harrison Ford, I found really interesting because I've been. I mean, Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark is possibly my favorite movie of all time. I've been a huge uh, Harrison Ford fan. And the fact that this documentary shared new information I didn't know about him and his career and his creative process was actually super fascinating to me. So one thing that stood out to me in this is they were talking about how crazy and stratospheric of a rise his, his rise to stardom was around the time of... Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark came out at, at like around Star Wars. Like those movies were being made at Star Wars. The first one uh, came out and then Indiana Jones was being released as they're making the second Star Wars. I didn't really even think about that and how he just Harrison Ford just totally blew up. And they were talking about how literally overnight he couldn't go out to eat anymore without people just mobbing him because he was so famous. And, you know, I've played, I've had the opportunity to play in bands and be around uh, people who have maybe not had that that level of fame, but a good amount of fame. To, I've, I've been around that enough to see that actually is kind of a scary thing and how I, re- I really no longer view that, view fame just specifically fame as a positive thing in life. It's actually so much more inconvenient and detrimental and cumbersome and just stripping of your anonymity 
It's in your humanity. It's actually a really jarring thing to see someone go through that. And they were talking about how hard that was for him being more of an introvert. Long story short, the main point of kind of this, uh, they just said it offhand, but the point of this question I would propose to you is they said that Harrison doesn't look at fans like fans. He looks at fans. I think that's what he said. He said, I view fans as customers. These are paying customers. These are the reason you're. I'm able to do what I do for a living. And so he had a lot more empathy than other people to interact with genuine. And no, by the way, when I'm talking about fans, I'm not talking about freaking paparazzi or uh, autograph hounds. That I think that is the lowest scum of humanity. But genuine fans who are moved by the art that you make and want a genuine interaction with you, that is a different thing. And he started viewing them as paying customers. And so he his interactions with them and trying to make time for them and being kind to them was different than a lot of uh, other famous people, people had seen up to that point. So the thought that's been on my mind for the past, uh, ever since we watched that last night, I've just been mulling it over all morning. And the thought is, what would, for you and I, in whatever creative field that we're partaking in and putting out into the universe right now, what would customer service look like if we stopped looking at fans like fans, like someone who is like an inconvenient stepping stone to get us to where we need to be. We are the, what we're putting out into the world is the ultimate gift. And that is, and uh, these people, like what if we looked at them as the reason why we get to do what we do? What would customer service and putting, like thinking about them in that light do? Okay, like for me as like mainly a musician, what would shows look like? What would pre-shows, what would after shows look like if I started viewing people? And maybe it's not even started, but I think I do uh, that. And I'm really proud uh, of my buddy Dan Rodriguez and I. I'm really proud that we, when we're on the road together playing his shows, the thing he always says is that the show isn't over until the merch is loaded into the van. And so for us, we always viewed the interaction back at the merch table as almost just as important as the show to go have, like, we're still kind of on, we're giving, we're having interactions with people. We're being intentional. And I've always really respected that. And it hasn't always been that way with some of the artists I've played with. Um, one specifically comes to mind right now, and I won't mention their name, but I just remember playing with this artist and the first couple shows out with them realizing the amount of uncomfortability and almost, but it, it translated different. Like it was almost like a disdain towards their fans. And it like it went on as much as avoiding them as much as possible. Uh, if fans gave gifts and like getting those in the back in the green room, like l- literally making fun of some of the the gifts or the things people brought to shows, and it really sat with me weird. And I even remember uh, I was like, man, this is the reason we get to do what we do. This isn't an inconvenience, an obstacle in the way to us just having a streamlined, easy in and out show. No, this is the reason why we're here. And I just was so uncomfortable with that. So that's been part of my, it's been on my mind for a long time, but right now specifically, this whole customer's thought was really interesting. And I want to clarify it in that 
I'm not, what I'm not talking about here is in every part of creating, we have to be thinking, what do other people want? What do people want from us? How can this be for them? No, actually that I believe is a total detriment to the creative process. And I've learned that firsthand because I think actually that is what tanked me or at least got in the way in a massive way of me doing daily podcast episodes here. I started doing that a while back. And even last year, I, I it just released a handful of episodes. I really fell out of touch with it. And looking back, I realized it's because I was getting in my own head during the creative process, trying to figure out what you want from me. You're listening like, okay, what, what do people, someone's going to come listen to this. Like, what, what would people want? And I, it was altruistic, really, at, in one sense, where I was like, okay, what kind of information would be beneficial to those listening? What would be, what would be interesting? What would, what would you be curious about? But I, really, that I got in my own way when the only question I need to be asking right now and the reason why the first half of this month, this uh, first month of the year, it's been going, I've been having so much fun doing these daily Yenis episodes because I'm not really thinking about you during what the creative process of coming up, what I want to talk about or how I should talk about this. I'm thinking about myself. Like, what am I curious about? What has been on my mind today? What am I, what are my friends talking about? When I'm thinking about guests I'm going to have on the show coming up later this month. I'm not thinking about guests. I think you would enjoy because that's freaking impossible for me to read your mind. And it's only going to do what it did to me in the past and just cripple me and give you something that's totally watered down. The truest thing, the most beneficial thing I can do is to be as selfish as possible at the beginning of the creative process and just think about what I am curious about because then I think that's what translates. The, the episodes that I've had the most feedback on are the ones that I was the most selfish about. Anyways, man, I'm rambling. But, I th but what I am talking about, maybe I'll close up with this, is I think there are really two different sections to the creative process. One is the creation. The, the songwriter in a room, in the studio, uh, the podcaster sitting alone right now in my studio, the whatever, whatever the writing that you may be doing right now, that should be as selfish as possible. That should be as introspective and asking, only, there should be only one question you should be asking yourself, what do I have to say right now? Or maybe even better yet, like, what do I like? What's my taste? I think Rick Rubin said making things should be as easy as tasting ice cream. It really is just about tasting two different ice creams and saying, mm, I think I like, I want to taste more of this one. And I think the creative process is, I totally agree with him. It's like that. But when it comes to sharing things and interacting in person and making time with people and putting it out into the universe, I think it flips then. And I think a lot of people don't talk about that. I don't think a lot of people talk about how then if I'm going to put on a show, yes, when I'm thinking about the songs, I'm thinking about the flow of the show, I still should be thinking about my taste and what I want to do and with what I want to convey. But that is the moment when I'm putting a set list together that I start thinking about the audience. Who's here? Where am I? Um, okay, this is a side note, but uh, a, a, a speaker that I, I really connected with back in the day called Rob Bell used to say, are there any, what, 
what kind of, what kind of tension is in the room? Is there anything you need to say on microphone? Okay. So like you're, you're playing a show and something happens, something drops something. There's some kind of noise, something disturbance. Someone starts talking loudly on their phone. A few of the artists I've played with have really impacted me in a, in a beneficial way about acknowledging that speaking up more and not just pretending nothing's happening in the room. No, now this is your customer base right now, paying customers, the reason we get to do what we do. So my thought today is just that, my question. <laughs> my, my really short thought today is this 12-minute ramble. No, but it, it really is. What would customer service look like if we started looking at our fans as customers instead of just fans? All right. If you have any thoughts of this, I would love to hear. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can hit me up at thecuriouspod.com/slash/contact, or you can call the podcast hotline. The numbers on the website there. Link in the show notes below. But as always, have a great rest of your day and stay curious. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's in Egypt to attempt it, but he won't budge. So that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.